you're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rutrans for Black and White Sports. Well, it's funny how this works. Nobody is talking about this whatsoever. If you flip this around by race, the world would be exploding Death Star to Alderaan style. Do you get me? It would blow the hell up. Okay? ESPN, Fox Sports, Shannon Sharp would be losing his mind. Nick Wright this morning. Oh, my God. Stephen A. Smith, Bomani Jones banging the drum because some white dude said, you're surprisingly good for a black guy. Except, that's not what's happened here. Andre Igludala has come out and made some comments about a white player in the NBA and blatantly refers to his race and in true mainstream media fashion, nobody's covering it. I mean, it's bullshit remarks. It's racist. It is. Let's be real. You're saying white guys can't play basketball. Okay, technically speaking, I'm actually not offended as a white guy by it. I'm going to keep it real. I'm not. But I find it odd. I find it odd that nobody is covering this in the mainstream media. Outkick, to their credit, did pick it up. Um, This is crazy. I mean, let's just ignore this shit. Nothing to see here. Please move along. Leslie Nielsen, naked gun style. Wow. Andre Iguodala makes outrageously racist comments about Warriors' new white guy. That's right. Andre Iguodala heads into another season where he'll be a cheerleader on the Golden State Warriors bench. He is taking a different approach into the new season, being openly racist. Earlier this offseason, the Warriors signed Dante DaVinzio. The former Villanova standout was a starter on the Bucks' 2021 NBA championship winning season, although he did tear a ligament early in the postseason. He struggled to find his footing last season with the Kings, but DaVinzio's resume speaks for itself. Igludala, however, seems to only be worried about one thing, DaVinzio's skin color. The NBA veteran wants you to know that DaVinzio, despite the fact that he is white, is a good player. Oh, okay. Thanks for throwing us a bone here, Andre. Quote, he's really good. I have this funny thing with white players, Iguodala told The Athletic. It's like, yo, it ain't too many of y'all that are really good. But he's good. I'm like, you're one of the white guys that actually belongs at this level. Wow. Okay. Why is nobody talking about Andre Iguodala's comments? Well, I'll I'll give you some guesses, but I think we know why, right? Apparently, Iguodala thinks it's funny to call out players based on the color of their skin. The quote was originally published October 3rd. The fact that it isn't getting any attention at all from the national media or even being mentioned by the talking heads on television tells you all you need to know. 
if a white player in any sport on the planet said, quote, I have this funny thing with black players. Funny, I just said that. People at ESPN, CNN, MSNBC, you name it, would dedicate hours of talking about it and call for the player to lose his job. You know, and let's take that even a step further. They point something out about CNN and MSNBC. This is a story that would actually cross over into the mainstream media news outlets, not just sports outlets, not just ESPN, not just Fox Sports, but the actual, it would see actual cable news time. Okay, just like the Rachel Richardson story that everybody bought into involving Duke Volleyball, they would dedicate hours to this. But you see, it's not a level playing field. It doesn't go that way, right? Oh, he's white. It's okay. We can be racist towards the white guy. Who cares? It's funny. It's zero dark 30, and none of y'all are talking about this. That won't happen here, however, because the president has already been set when it comes to being racist towards DiVinzio. Bomani Jones, who somehow keeps getting paid to talk about sports, he just, like a true lunatic, got re-upped by ESPN, lowest-rated PM ESPN show in the history of ESPN radio, and I don't know why that keeps popping up, was openly racist towards DiVinzio back in 2018, and everybody just laughed. DiVinzio comes in the game, and the first thing I notice is his name, Dante. Dante has an O, Jones told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel in 2018. That is not how it's spelled by the author of The Inferno. Then I watched him play, and that was definitely a visual aesthetic of basketball that we typically associate with black basketball players. In other words, the kid can ball for a white guy. I mean, after all, I guess only only black basketball players are the only ones that can actually be good. When you watch the Warriors this season, DaVinci checks in. Remember that it's fair game to laugh at his skin color because Iguodala in the media approve of being openly racist towards white players. And OutKick really needs to get that pop-up box fixed badly. Wow, here we go. Nobody seems to care. Isn't that funny how that works these days? Just like the mainstream media didn't seem to care about Deshaun Watson and all of his issues. Basically gave him a pass for 18 months. Wonder why that is. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Same reason what we're talking about here. Bomani Jones getting re-upped, getting a new contract. I wonder why that is. He's got a failed television show. He's got an HBO show that gets no ratings. And he had the lowest rated radio uh, program in the history of ESPN. They just re-signed him. Why is that? What did you get rewarded for exactly, Bomani Jones? And here you have an NBA player. And look, Iguodala, was a, there was a time he was a star in the NBA. And nobody is touching this with a 20-foot pole. They want nothing to do with it. Even though he made a comment that is blatantly racist as hell towards a white guy. I guess that's okay these days, it seems. Funny how that works. Tell me what you think, black and white sports supporters. 
It's 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 not fair game anymore, is it? It's crazy as hell where we have arrived in society today. Like I said, I'm actually not offended by what he said, but I am offended by the fact that there's no coverage of this. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Whatsoever. At all. That in itself is total bullshit. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Sports 2. Well, yesterday I did a video where we talked about the right throwing finger of one Tom Brady and, of course, a rotator cuff-like injury. And they had him on the injury report. It was like, uh uh-oh, he didn't practice either. It was like, eh, I don't know. Now, it's not like Tom Brady doesn't know the offense he's running inside and out, so not like he couldn't come back and play on Sunday, right? And we also talked about the fact that Mac Jones was pushing, pushing to start for the Patriots. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Let's start with Mac first, okay? Mac Jones is officially doubtful. Unofficially, he won't be playing uh, Florio. Several years ago, the NFL changed the injury designations to expand the percentage chance a player has to play when given the doubtful label. In theory... Doubtful goes up to 49%. However, teams continue to use it primarily to reflect a low chance that a player will play. Patriots quarterback Matt Jones, who suffered an ankle injury 12 days ago, and it was bad. A high ankle sprain. Uh, There's pictures out there of him in utter agony. They're carrying him off the field on the side. It It looked bad. It must still be bad. Uh, 12 days ago, officially is listed as doubtful for Sunday's game against the Lions. Unofficially, a source with knowledge of the situation tells us Jones will not play. That means rookie Bailey Zappi will get his first career start. He came in the other day for Brian Hoyer uh, when Hoyer had a head injury, another one of the casualties of the NFL losing its mind last weekend, and they jumped from 3 to 12 players being removed it also means that garrett gilbert that's right of alliance of american football fame will elevate from the practice squad and he will be the backup he's played some games though in the nfl he has a loss on sunday would drop the patriots to one and four yikes making the task of winning enough games to secure a playoff berth even more daunting wow wow Uh, As for Jones, it's still not clear when he'll play. There's some actual chatter 
He may not be even present for Sunday's games. In order to reduce the time, he's putting weight on his ankle. Yikes. Uh, So, uh, I know he did some throwing, but that's about the extent of it. Tom Brady. Brady, Sarah Walsh. Brady on his shoulder, quote, Feels great. Thanks for asking. I'll be there Sunday. Go Bucks. And that was what he came out with. Brady was on last week's injury report with a right injury, uh, finger injury, right shoulder injury, was added after last week's uh, last Sunday's loss to the Chiefs. But Brady said that all is well, and we will see if all is well with that Tampa Bay offense. Uh, something is off there. I don't know what it is. I I've said. Man, he misses Gronk. He misses Antonio Brown. He misses... That was his... Down the seams, the chain movers, okay? The guys that he would throw to on third and four, you know what I'm talking about, just to keep the chains moving. I mean, really, I mean, yeah, Brady will throw some bombs, but he has always been a notorious chain mover, and he's missing some of those people that have helped him move the chains. He thought Cole Beasley might be that guy, and Cole Beasley just up and retired. Some speculating that Cole Beasley was uh, sending a signal to Tom Brady that he should retire to save his marriage because Cole Beasley made this big point about family's important, more important than football, and Tom Brady just ignored that and said, I'm going to play football. See you all on Sunday. My stuff is fine. Let's go. Tell me what you think, black and white sports to supporters. Peace them out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Ime Udoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, who is actually suspended for the entire season as there's been a pretty big scandal with the Boston Celtics head coach. He actually had an affair with a staffer on the Celtics. Now, there was a lot of speculation as to who she actually is. And we put out a video that uh, she was allegedly the wife of a VP of the Boston Celtics, director of finance or something like that. However, guys, we actually have her real identity revealed now. And she is not the wife of a Celtic staffer or vice president, I should actually say. But however, we got the name right the first time. Here we go. Over here on the Daily Mail, exclusive, Ime Udoka's lover revealed he cheated on Nia Long with 34-year-old devout Mormon, married mother of three, who landed her team service manager job with Boston Celtics through friendship with legendary former chief Danny Ainge. Yes, she is a close personal friend of Danny Ainge. I believe they actually grew up in the same area here. And I'm wondering, folks, if that's part of the reason why 
he actually got a year long suspension. Now, I don't think so. Danny Ainge is not with the um, the Celtics anymore. He's actually with the Utah Jazz. Still a lot of questions as to why he was actually suspended for an entire season. There's a whole lot of other stuff that we don't know, folks. But let's read this. The Boston Celtics employee whose affair with head coach Ime Udoka led to his suspension can finally be revealed. The female employee is team service manager Kathleen Nemo Lynch, 34, a married mother, three dailymail.com can disclose. The Celtics have not identified the woman Udoka was involved with, but Lynch's name had been leaked online. Yeah, this is the same woman that we actually covered in a video. The only thing that we got wrong was she is not the wife of a VP of the Celtics. That's not the case. Says here, she served as a team liaison, arranging travel, lodging, and game tickets for Celtics family members at home and on the road, and is likely to have... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Reigns travel for Yudoka's fiance, actress Nia Long. Now, she's actually, I believe, still employed with the uh, the Celtics. And the whole Nia Long, Nia Long just actually found out like days before we all did. And up to that point, she was still working with Nia Long to actually get her moved over to the Boston area. A source familiar with the investigation told DailyMail.com that the affair was consensual, short-lived, and had ended by the time investigators got involved. Now, here's the thing. I believe on my last video that I actually talked about this, the Celtics themselves, they really didn't take any action on the affair itself. Now, I find it kind of interesting, guys. It says here that the uh, the affair was short lived and it ended by the time investi- investigators got involved. Now, if the affair ended, why is it that they actually got involved? Now, the word is, is that they pretty much didn't care about the affair per se, but it's whatever he actually said to her. That was the thing. That's the question we don't actually have an answer to. We still don't know what Emi Udoka actually said to this woman that got him suspended for an entire season and actually may end his entire NBA coaching career. But anyway, Lynch has longstanding personal ties with the team's legendary former player, Danny Ainge, who was the team's executive director of basketball operations before leaving the franchise last year. Ainge, 63, a fellow devout Mormon, helped her land her job. A source familiar with the investigation told DailyMail.com that Ainge learned early in the summer that the Celtics had initiated an investigation into Yudoka's relationship with Lynch, but he did not intervene in the investigation or decision to suspend the coach. The source added, however, that Ainge was deeply disappointed by the affair, especially given the fact they have families. Yeah. 
Lynch has known Ainge and his family for well over a decade. Ainge left the Celtics last year and has taken over as head of basketball operations for the Utah Jazz long before news of the affair went public and resulted in last month's season loan suspension. The relationship to the Ainge family or where she went to school or her religious affiliation had nothing to do with the severity of the punishment, the source said. Then what was the reason why? We need to know that. The good thing is that everyone regrets what happened and is taking responsibility and humbled and trying to fight for their families and lives back, or at least trying to um, get their lives back, the source said. Lynch and Ainge both declined comment when contacted by Daily Mail. Lynch, who grew up in an active Mormon family, lived for years as a teenager in West Laley, Massachusetts, Ainge's then hometown where he and his wife were raising a family of sits. She later attended college with Danny Ainge's daughter at the Basketball Stars um, alma mater, Brigham Young University, a school in Provo, Utah, sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She graduated in 2011 and two years later was hired by the Celtics working under Ainge, who was the chief of basketball operations. He'd held the top job since 2003 and retired in 2021, but has maintained ties to the Celtics, where his son Austin is the director of player personnel. Yudoka, the Celtics second year head coach with a once sterling reputation, was suspended for the remainder of the 2022-23 season over multiple unspecified violations of team rules. No disciplinary action was taken against Lynch. And I'm wondering why not. The power dynamic associated with the improper relationship was reportedly the primary finding. Now, quote, I know the whole story front and back, the source said. It's it's as basic as can get. All the acts were 100 percent consensual. Okay, I was speculating that it wasn't consensual. Based on the way the report started coming out, it didn't make sense. There has to be some kind of cover up here. Still, the source added the Celtics decided the suspension was prudent, largely because, quote, they didn't want the distraction going on for long. Sources close to Lynch says uh, she's been left devastated and afraid to show her face in public these days, wanting to avoid scrutiny, given her name and photo have circulated widely. Uh, She can't even go to a grocery store, one person said. Angel's daughter, Taylor, a close friend of Lynch, wouldn't discuss specifics when contacted by Daily Mail, but urged the media to respect the privacy of the parties involved. Uh, Quote, these are human beings involved that have families and are dealing with a lot of consequences themselves. And they don't need people in Twitter and the news media making it worse, she said. There's a reason that people aren't discussing this. It's been investigated and it's over. The Celtics are doing what they have to do. So her friend is not even denying that she is the woman right here. Uh, Ultimately, when you run a corporation, you have rules. Your hands are tied. She continued. It is what it is. I know everyone wants a saucy story, but it's just a series of unfortunate events. And it goes on and it talks about um, 
Emudoka's statement here, and it talks about, um, I believe, even Nia Long uh, also as well. So, man, so the face has been revealed. It has been revealed. It is Kathleen Nemo Lynch, not the wife of a Celtics VP, but a close friend of uh, Danny Ainge, who actually played for the Celtics and um, was their uh, chief architect of, um, you know, that 2008 uh, championship um, as well. But still no clear reason why Ime Udoka was suspended for an entire season. I mean, here just said, you know, the Celtics want to just put this away. Doesn't make any sense for a year long suspension. There is something much more deeper. I'm wondering what Matt Barnes actually had to say. Uh, actually holds quite a bit of weight. He says that he knows the whole thing and that it's really, really bad and it can actually turn the NBA upside down. I don't know. But there you have it, guys. Kathleen Nemo Lynch is Ime Udoka's um, one time fling. It didn't last long. I'm wondering how long it actually did uh, last. But man, this man has ruined his whole NBA career over this. We need to get down to the root as to what he actually said to her. And because that's apparently what caused him to, to actually be suspended for an entire season. But we don't have the answer yet. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for our Black and White Sports 2. Well, there was a time when it looked like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who owns the XFL and, of course, is ex-WWE multi, multi-time world champion, there was a time when he looked like he was going to run for president. Now, there was also a time when he was a big-time conservative, and then he went out there and endorsed Joe Biden. So, what the F? Buyer's remorse, Rock? Uh, so, anyway, there was a poll that came out last year where it showed The Rock might get some votes if he... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who was going to run? The Rock is the number one box office draw in the country. Uh, I like some of his films, some of them not so much. I am looking forward to Black Adam. I am. It's got Hawkman in it. I'm ready for that. Um, and I like some of those mindless Fast and the Furious movies. That's neither here nor there. Uh, so. We thought there was a chance The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, might end up running for president. Well, he has come out, and he has officially shot that down and says it is off the table. This is Breitbart. Dwayne Johnson closes the door 
on a run for president, citing family. I do have to give him some credit because he says he wants to be available for his daughter. Of course, the president, most of them anyway, are usually busy doing productive things. Hollywood action star and former wrestler Dwayne The Rock Johnson now says he will not be running for president despite earlier teases for a possible run for office, citing, quote, the time with his family as a decision. Johnson has been teasing a run for the White House for years. Indeed, back in 2017, he claimed that being president was, quote, within my skill set. And last year, he was buoyed by a uh, poll that showed he'd be a popular candidate. Right after the 2021 poll, Johnson claimed he would, quote, humbly and respectfully, respectfully stand up and listen and learn about what it would take to run for president and then sit in the White House as leader of the free world. Quote, I love our country to, the, to my core. I'm endlessly grateful for my opportunities I've had here as a half-black, half-Samoan kid being able to work my ass off knowing tenacity opens doors. At least he touts a big work ethic. Johnson said in June of last year, in a lot of ways, I'm indebted to our great country for it. But it looks like the Jumanji star is done listening and learning because now he says a run for the president is out. Quote, it's off the table. Yes, it is off the table. 50-year-old says in an upcoming interview on CBS Sunday morning. Uh, Let's get just a clip of this. Is running for president off the table now? It's off the table, yes. (laughs) It is off the table. I will say this, because it requires the B-side to this. I love our country and everyone in it. I also love being a daddy. And that's the most important thing to me, is being a daddy. Okay, so, I mean, he just comes out and says, I love, uh, you know, I love being a daddy. Quote, I know what it is like to be on the road and be so busy that I was absent for a lot of years with my first daughter growing up. So my number one priority is my daughters. Sure, CEO sounds great, but the number one thing I want to be is a daddy, and that's it. Not to mention that becoming president would put his busy and lucrative film career on hold for at least five years, if not more, were he to serve two terms. Johnson presented himself as a staunch conservative early in his wrestling career. That's right. But over the years, since he's become Hollywood's highest-paid star, he's drifted increasingly leftward. And during the 2020 race for president, he endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the most left-wing presidential ticket in history. Yep, unfortunately he did. I remember doing that video when he made a very public and cringy Joe Biden video where he uh, endorsed Biden, and uh, I just dropped my head. I was like, oh, come on, Rock, really? I mean, it it made no sense to me when he did that whatsoever. I mean, he had always been known as a conservative. I know he always looked up to Arnold Schwarzenegger and the political aspirations that, of course, eventually Arnold fulfilled Right as the uh, governor of California, and uh, but now he's saying he will not do it. And uh, like I said, I had seen a lot of things when I made a video last year. I think about him talking about being president. Uh, there were some numbers that were 
pretty damn favorable, actually, for The Rock uh, from a popularity standpoint. Um, <laughs> that's not saying much for the informed voter in this country that they thought The Rock would have done that great a job. Uh, but you get my point anyway. Uh, so there it is. The Rock is saying, no, it's off the table, not doing it. Uh, the XFL comes back, I believe, in uh, April of next year, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. We will cover the XFL uh, when it comes back on this channel. So, there it is. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. Well, we're going to talk about Lori Lightfoot. Once again, we are just a couple of days removed from me doing a video where she sauntered out of what looked like a closet uh, to walk up and put some sunglasses on. Thank God. Thank you for covering up whatever that is. Beetlejuice. Uh, whatever that is. And she decided to cut this uh, ad for karaoke in Chicago. Is I don't know. I mean, I know people up in that area, but is karaoke a big business up there? Uh, you know, I've done a bunch of Lightfoot videos over on the Big Sports Channel involving the Bears moving away from Sh Soldier Field. One of the reasons is crime. Whether the Young Turks want to acknowledge that or not, I really don't care. They called me out. They called me a MAGA shock jock because I went after Lori Lightfoot over the Bears. They said, oh, she's not a... She's not a socialist mayor. She's a capitalist mayor. Okay, well, I'm not going to argue semantics. All I know is businesses are leaving Chicago. She's the mayor. All right? That's how we look at things in Texas. Do you do the job or not? I mean, I'm not going to argue semantics. In fact, I really don't care what y'all's opinion is of me. And I appreciate the MAGA shock jock thing, though. I, I do. Uh, so anyway, uh, made a video and... Um, Tyson Foods was walking out the door on the same day that she's cutting a video and singing on video on her TikTok where she just gets drugged in the comment sections. And now we've got a lady that's got a small business that's leaving Chicago and she tears into Lori Lightfoot. Why is she leaving? High crime rates. Imagine that. High crime rates. Oh, she's back at it again. Daily Caller, let's look at this. We're unhappy. You hear that, Mayor? Chicago small business owner tears into Lori Lightfoot over sky-high crime rates. What does that say? Crime rates. Okay. A small business owner is planning to leave Chicago. Ripped Democratic Mayor Lori Lightfoot Thursday over the city's skyrocketing crime rate. Quote, we are basically tired of the high crime in Chicago. The lack of police. The police are not happy with the mayor. We've talked about that. Uh, Yuzma Sharif, the owner of a candy store, Chocolate Yuzma, I hope that's right. If it's not, I'm sorry, told Fox Business host Neil Cavito, quote, we have to pivot our business 
and we've had to reduce our hours. Basically, we are moving to the suburbs. We're trying to get out of Cook County. Now, keep in mind, uh, when I did our weekly Terror Over the Weekend Chicago report that we do on the channel episode, um, a three- and a seven-year-old got nailed in the last last week. Okay, um, it's It's horrible there. It's horrible. Sharif's comments come following reports that Tyson's Foods was moving corporate employees from the Chicago area to Arkansas. McDonald's CEO Chris uh, Kempsinski told the Economic Club of Chicago September 14th that high crime rates were making it harder for him to recruit executives for the company, as well as finding people to work night shifts at restaurants. Okay, they're scared to go to work in the actual restaurants and the executive. I mean, if you look. If you were a dick-swinging, high-profiled executive, would you go to work in Chicago? I mean, think about that. Would you go to Chicago and go to work there? I wouldn't. There's no way in hell. No way in hell. Wait, you're telling me I could go to Miami right now? Where they got a Republican uh, mayor down there that is doing an unbelievable job? That dude will eventually one day run for president. Um, Or I can go to Lori Lightfoot, Chicago, that dumpster fire. Rolling downhill on a tire fire. No, I'm 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 going to. Uh, let's listen to what a little bit of what this uh, young lady's got to say. Entirely, uh, the whole state. You didn't opt to do that, but it was just the crime in the city of Chicago itself that that motivated you, right? It's not only the crime, but it's also the politics. Uh, their officers are very unhappy in Cook County. The citizens of Cook County that we've lived here for all our lives, we're unhappy. We can't even walk down the street without looking over our shoulder. My friends are getting carjacked while doing deliveries for their businesses. Another friend of mine was attacked at her shop. So it's basically Cook County. Uh, everybody in Will, DePage, Kane, they're very happy. The police over there are very happy and the citizens. Okay, so that look, that just tells you, she's telling you right here, people aren't safe. They're not. They're getting carjacked. All these things are happening. Uh, Lightfoot's trying to um, tout the fact that homicides are slightly down there, but a bunch of other crimes are way up. So, I mean, okay, so people, all these people are getting shot. They're just not quite dying. I mean, what is that saying right now? Quote, what would have been helpful is for the McDonald's CEO to educate himself before he spoke. That's what Lightfoot said back to the CEO of McDonald's. Unbelievable. That's telling you right there she doesn't give a shit. Because, number one, for her to act like she's smarter than the McDonald's CEO, that's just asinine. Okay? I wouldn't trust Lightfoot with a potato gun, for crying out loud. Sheriff, not uh, Sharif not only blasted the crime in Chicago and Cook County, but also noted the unhappiness of residents and police. Quote, we're unhappy. We can't even walk down the street without looking over our shoulder. My friends are getting carjacked while making deliveries for their businesses. Another friend of mine was attacked in her shop. This is not an unfixable problem, but we don't have time to wait. Life is short. The city of Chicago has become Gotham City. Without Batman. And imagine that. They reached out to Lightfoot and no response. Yeah. yeah. And same thing in New York, too, by the way. I mean, both cities look like Gotham right now. But there is no Batman. And Lightfoot is trying a, uh, let me put some salve on it, kind of ploy to put some funds back in the police. 
But don't get fooled by that, okay? She's she's coming up on an election year. And I'm going to tell you what's sad. I was looking at the candidates, and I, I even did a video on one of the candidates up there. They're all a bunch of Obama-loving progressive wackos. I mean, they are. I mean, it's. I don't see it getting any better. I really don't. It's a nightmare. I mean, whether it's Beetlejuice or, or, or any of these other people, it's a problem. Okay? People are going. That urban area has got the entire state of Illinois by the balls. Truly. You know? I mean, you get outside of urban Chicago, it's all red. It's a Trump country. It really is. People don't realize that sometimes. Um, so I wanted to do this video. I wanted to highlight yet another business owner that's talking about the fact that crime is an issue, even though Lori Lightfoot is a capitalist mayor. Well, part of being a capitalist mayor is to get your goddamn crime under control so people don't feel like they're getting carjacked and shot and anything else while... uh trying to do their conduct their daily business for crying out loud. I don't want to hear that shit. All right. Uh, it's funny because I I don't care about the opinions of people on the left. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, I'm certainly not going to debate anybody on the left because, again, I don't care about what your opinion is. Um, but it just sort of is what it is. I mean, in Texas, we, we strip it down. All right. Strip it down to the basics. Your crime is high. You're the mayor. You own it. Is that is that hard to understand? I don't know. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about that game last night. That Thursday night football game where somewhere, I believe, Pete Carroll and John Schneider are sitting in a room drinking Crown and Cokes, smoking menthols right now. They look like the smartest sons of bitches that have ever walked this planet in football terms. We found out there is a reason why Pete never let Russ cook because the son of a bitch was lost in the kitchen. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Look, I always thought Russ was a top-five quarterback. I did. His statistics bear that out. They do. And I'm not talking about just statistics. It's not like he didn't put up wins and losses. Two Super Bowl appearances, 1-1. But now we understand where Pete Carroll's head was at, where, where Richard Sherman's head has been at. I mean, I have ripped Richard Sherman for his Russell Wilson takes. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Richard. My bad. My bad. I'm not afraid to come out and own this shit. I'm not afraid. Before we even get into this, let's let's look. Gino right now. Gino right now. By the way, he leads the league in completion percentage. 
Two and two, 77.3%, 1,037 yards, six TDs, two picks. Russ, my God, two and three, 59.4%. That should get you benched now. I'm just being real. I mean, 59.4%, that gets you benched. You lose your jobs in the NFL at quarterback for that kind of completion percentage in this day and time. Four TDs, three picks. And look, I understand we're early in the season right now, but holy shit, Pete Carroll looks like a damn genius. I mean, he truly does. And people online are dragging Russ, and Pete Carroll is finally getting a lot of praise over this. Pete Carroll in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Jay-Z, drinking, drinking a little champagne, a little champagne this morning. Wow. And to think, eight months ago, Pete Carroll and John Snyder were being ripped on the Bird app for trading Wilson. This was five minutes ago, sports track. Seahawks currently possess the ninth, 12th, 41st and 43rd picks in the 2023 draft. Oh, oh, look at that Robert De Niro scene. So good. So good. Maybe Pete Carroll knew what he was doing when he traded Russell Wilson. The Broncos don't look like a Super Bowl contender. Are you kidding? Super Bowl? Super Bowl? Playoffs? Come on. No way. They don't even look like a playoff contender. My God. It's a train wreck. Pete Carroll is an elite offensive mind. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Pete Carroll threw all those TDs and rushed for all those yards. Having a rough start on a new team doesn't make him bad. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Wow. Wow. Pete Carroll. Look at this gif. Pete Carroll watching last night's game. I I, I mean, look, he looks brilliant. It is what it is. Pete Carroll knows when to move off veteran players. Wow. Wow. Every player that got the boot in Seattle has been ass in their new city. From Earl to Browner to Russ. Yeah, Sherman had a couple of decent years with my 49ers. I don't know about that. I don't know. Last night shows two things. Pete Carroll knows how to call plays to make his quarterback look good. Look at Geno so far. Aaron Rodgers made his OC look really good when he wasn't. That that That's a fact. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett looks terrible right now. Major props to, props to Pete Carroll for keeping that locker room sane with Rush. With Russ. I always do that with Russ. I wonder what the Denver Broncos will pay Pete Carroll to come fix this. Oh, Pete Carroll is allegedly standing out on Twitter. I, I, I mean, Seattle won big time, and Pete Carroll making Geno Smith look like a damn superstar. Look, we forget how good a coach Pete Carroll is, okay? Two Super Bowl appearances, 1-1, and an epic historical 
college football program in U- with USC. Let's not get confused. That USC run by Pete Carroll was legendary. One of the greatest runs we ever saw in um, in, in college football. I mean, it, unbelievable. I've always thought Pete Carroll could coach, though. I, I'd, I've never been... Um, I've never been ever a discounter of Pete Carroll. I have not. No 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 way. Pete, every time he watches a Broncos game. Oh, there's there's De Niro again. Pete Carroll, as the world acknowledges, he fleeced the Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Django. Live look. At Pete Carroll, looking like the Monopoly guy, smiling, complete with Kane and Monocle. Man, Pete Carroll chewing that gum extra hard after last night. Wow, is Pete Carroll the most underrated QB guru in the NFL? Maybe Pete Carroll's not so dumb. Pete Carroll is looking like a genius trading Russell Wilson. After the rust trade, there's Pete Carroll this morning. I mean, Russell Wilson is getting his ass drug. Wow, Pete Carroll trading Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame move. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, Richard Sherman just, uh, he went off. You need one yard. Run the ball. What, what, run the ball. Hey, CT. He's triggered. All he has to do is run the football. Like, <laughs> necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God dang it, run the dang ball. Oh, I mean, look, Sherman's trying to be a hot take artist, but I get it. I get it here. How smart do John Schneider and Pete Carroll look? We all thought they lost that trade. Now it looks like a shrewd rebuilding move while trading a quarterback who's declining fast. Wow. There's a little Pete Carroll after finessing the Broncos into taking. Oh, there's Pete. Got a hot used car for you right here. Got got one right there. I have a feeling let's ride could be losing the locker room. You think? Maybe he never had it. Pete Carroll looks like a genius. Wow. This may be my favorite one uh, I was looking at this morning. Yeah, listen. Uh, we fucked up. <laughs> uh, no givesies, no backsies. Oh, the Bradley Cooper is great. Oh, the redemption, the redemption arc. Shawshank, Tim Robbins, out in the rain. Pete Carroll, after hearing years of, quote, let Russ cook, what's wrong with the Seahawks? God almighty. So good. Pete Carroll's smiling his ass off right now. Oh, my God. I might owe Pete Carroll an apology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, They may, look, they may have actually, they may actually create a 30 for 30. On Pete Carroll trading Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Uh, What if we told you that a Hall of Fame coach knew that Russ couldn't cook? 
However, he took scrutiny like nobody's ever seen before. When in fact, Russ couldn't cook at all. It's it's this crazy. It it really is. I give Pete Carroll credit. I told John like three weeks ago. Um, I said, you know, Geno Smith can play quarterback in the NFL now and be a starter. I said he just looks like a different quarterback now. And you know, we have seen this where guys weren't great and then later in life got another chance at quarterback and they ended up doing something, right? Jeff Garcia, Steve Berline, um, Rich Gannon is one of the big ones that ended up having a meteoric rise after after being back back in the pack somewhere. You know, it it does actually happen. And it's like Pete knew. I mean, when you when you go look and and I'll just read to you right here uh because I've got I've got the points scored. This is what Denver has scored on offense. 16 16 11 uh 23 9 This is the Seahawks. And look, the Seahawks had not been world burners, but compared to Denver, 17, 7, 23, 48. And they're 2 and 2. And I'm going to tell you the most glaring, glaring stat out of all this. Russell Wilson is making how much money right now? How much? Like what? 30 plus... Thirty plus million dollars. I went and checked the salary of Geno Smith this morning. Geno Smith is making three and a half million dollars. I, I I mean, look, John Snyder, John Snyder, and and uh, Pete Carroll. It's unbelievable what they just did. It it truly is, and I'm get I'm glad Pete Carroll's getting some love. Look, I'm not a big fan of the Seahawks franchise as a whole. I mean, I did a story over on the other channel of some things they did organizationally. I don't love, but there's no doubt Pete Carroll is a really damn good football coach. Probably should end up in the Hall of Fame, and it it looks like it looks like. He may have known something we didn't. Plain and simple. We'll see how the season plays out, but I'm going to make a call here. I think the Seahawks win more games than the Broncos, or at least as many games as the Broncos with Geno Smith. And by the time it's said and done, Geno's going to have a better completion percentage than Russ. I mean, he is. And probably a better interception to touchdown ratio. And while the Seahawks are are saving, uh, let's just let's just look, let me look real fast. Uh, Russell Russell Wilson's contract. They gave him fifty seven million. That's how much cash yearly cash fifty seven. $57 million by the time you... Because they just gave him a $2 million base salary. 
But then they gave him $15 million in salary bonuses, uh, just signing and roster, plus guaranteed money. <laughs> what a train wreck. Tell me what you think, Black and White Sports 2 fans. I wanted to talk about last night's game. I wanted to talk about Geno. I wanted to talk about Russ. I got to tell you, I'm in an interesting position because as a 49ers fan, I need the Seahawks to, to lose. I do. Um, but I'm kind of weirdly pulling for Pete Carroll right now in Geno, especially Geno. Man, I always liked Geno coming out of the draft. And I just, I was like, what happened? What happened? Does New York, the New York Jets draft a quarterback and they just die? They just go there and die. Well, he's been resurrected with the Seahawks. I'm going to put this on pod. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Make sure you use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word will get you 25% off. Go get them right now. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. I'm back. Rudrance for the Black and White Network. Oh, man, we're going to talk about Sharon Osbourne. Look, we have been saying for a long, long ass time that the BLM, that whole thing, was a sham. We've been saying it since the inception of the organization spawned after the incident involving Fentanyl Floyd, okay? We've chronicled so much, so much of their trouble that they've been in, Patrice Colors, all of her houses, all this crap, okay? Uh, John John once, uh, once referred to them as a Ponzi scheme, in his opinion, uh, they took so much heat for being a Marxist organization, they literally took their Marxist ideals off their website. Now, we know so many people donated to them. Uh, look, a lot of people out there, a lot of people out there believed this was a legitimate organization in the beginning. They did. A lot of people just simply did went, you know, black lives do matter. So let me donate to this, okay? Um, a lot of celebrities including Sharon Osbourne. She's been a victim of cancellation herself. She was once canceled from a high-profile morning show, talk show, that she was once a part of and labeled a racist. You know, does, do I know if that had anything to do with her donation? I don't know. But I know one thing. She's come out, and she has co-signed Kanye West, calling the BLM a scam, and she wants her money back that she gave them. This this is very, very interesting. The shit's coming back now. It is coming back. Breitbart, Sharon Osborne wants her $900,000 donation back after Kanye West called, called out Black Lives Matter as a scam. I love this. This is, this is hilarious. Do I expect her to get her money back? I don't know. Maybe she'll go so far as to as to file a lawsuit against the organization. Sharon Osborne agrees with Kanye West that Black Lives Matter is quote a scam. She would like her six-figure donation back.
please. Oh, this is great. Now, we do know some of that money, many months after the fact, we found out a lot of that money got funneled into various Democrat politicians. Don't forget that. The former The Talk co-host, that's the show she was canceled off of, revealed her lack of faith in BLM when TMZ asked her about the rap icon's recent public displays from his White Lives Matter t-shirt to his social media tirades questioning the work and intentions of the social movement. Quote, well, we gave 900000 to Black Lives Matter, and I'd like my money back, please. She told a reporter from the entertainment outlet, Osborne 69 did not say why she wanted a refund, but she did find the outrage of West headline-making shirt at his fashion show. Quote, I don't understand why white lives don't matter. I don't understand it. It's not my culture. She said everybody matters, don't they? That's what everybody's been saying for a long time. Osborne urged West that he shouldn't be canceled over his actions and instead encourage people to simply ignore him and his views if they don't like him. Don't go to his social media. Don't listen to his music. Leave the guy alone. Let him do what he does if you don't like him. Do that. Leave him alone. As Breitbart reported, Yeezy founder uh, enraged Spark, uh, founder enraged Sparks Fury when he wore a White Lives Matter shirt on Monday alongside Candace Owens. West never backed away from his position all week, proceeding to call the BLM a fraud as others came out in his support. Quote, everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome, he wrote on his Instagram. West re restated his well-known pro-life stance during an explosive interview with Tucker Carlson on Thursday, citing the abundance of black baby babies being aborted in New York City. Yeah, I mean, it's the number one cause of black genocide, essentially. Wearing the photograph of a baby's ultrasound, Kanye expressed his support for pro-life causes while highlighting the overwhelming number of black babies aborted in the United States. Quote, I'm pro-life. What kind of response do you get? I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there are more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for one audience, and that's God. You know, I got to give him some credit for that, it being vocal about uh, his faith. I mean, that in itself, these days, is enough to get your ass canceled out. I shit you not, okay? So many of these radical left-wingers are atheists. I'm just keeping it real. By the way, Marxism doesn't believe in Christianity, that doesn't believe in God, are the ideals of that, okay? It's <laughs> Marxists in general, generally speaking, are always, to my knowledge, atheists, always, okay? So that kind of goes hand in hand and gives you another indication as to why Kanye West wouldn't support that organization, okay? Um, wow, it's crazy. For her to actually come out and say, we, we would like our money back. We would like to be refunded. By the way, P. Diddy came out 
And he said, I don't agree with what Kanye's got to say, but I appreciate the fact that he's a, a big, big time free thinker. And he says and does what he wants. P. Diddy said he appreciated that. And he's got no issues with it. If you don't agree with him, it is what it is. Just like Sharon Osbourne. Um, I'm going to tell you, I watched the Kanye interview. Wow. Wow. It was good. It was good. He said a lot of things. I think he came across as much more intelligent than I think a lot of people gave him credit for. That That dude is a deep, deep thinker. And you can tell. He puts a lot of thought into what he's got to say, which would certainly indicate he's telling you the truth about what he's got to say. And Sharon Osborne said, oh, you know what? I think it's a scam, too. Kanye's right. I'd like my money back. And she said, we. Does that include Ozzy? <laughs> I'd love to know. Can, can I get that on? Because, look, I'd love to put Ozzy Osbourne wants his money back, but no. Uh, she doesn't. She just says, we. Well, you got a mouse in your pocket, or is that Ozzy uh, on the other end of the line? Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of people have buyer's remorse. The BLM has had a lot of problems. Uh, a lot of states have called them out wanting to see, hey, where did this money go? What did you do with this money? Why is this tax thing look this way? Yada, yada, yada. And it's raised a ton of red flags. And, and let's not forget the most obvious here. If Black Lives Matter was a real and just movement, then Black Lives Matter would be in the streets of New York and Chicago and Houston and Atlanta and New Orleans, L.A., San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, and they would be out there protesting in the middle of gang territory for the fact that so many... Black men are shooting and killing black men. But they're not out there, are they? Oh, we only care about certain black lives. Gotcha. Gotcha. And by the way, that whole black cops being murdered and blah, 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 that's a statistical farce. I mean, it is such an outlier that anything like that ever happens It was totally blown out of proportion to line pocketbooks. Make no mistake. Don't believe me? Go watch some of Larry Elder's information on it. He does some good statistical stuff involving uh, unarmed black men killed by cops, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White network merchandise store make sure you use promo code usa first all one word usa first all one word will get you 25 percent off go get them right now you're tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. All right, guys, week five of the NFL season was last night. And that game last night was a dumpster fire. It was complete trash over there on Amazon. And I'm not talking about the Amazon stream. I'm talking about the product on the field. Both quarterbacks were just awful. That was probably the worst played game this NFL season. And boy, the product on the field with the NFL this season has not really been that great. I mean, even when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady really hasn't looked like Tom Brady through the first four games of the season. Now, he was definitely better in the last game, but even Tom Brady is, isn't beyond criticism. I mean, guys, Tom Brady's personal life is definitely out there, folks, and um, check this out. Giselle Bunchen doesn't think marriage to Tom Brady can be repaired. Source says she is done. So he's actually dealing with this. But in the midst of a divorce from Giselle, because it looks like it's going to happen. They're not living together. They haven't lived together in a very, very long time. Tom Brady has actually come out now and he has trashed the NFL over here on Breitbart. There's a lot of bad football. Tom Brady blasts the current level of play in the NFL. And folks, if we actually look at the stats, we're actually going to look at it. It's kind of ugly, folks. But let's read some of this. Tom Brady took a pretty benign question about parity in the NFL and turned it into a blunt critique of the overall quality of football being played. With 15 of the 32 uh, teams heading into week five at two and two, Brady was asked on Thursday if he thought that amount of parity in the league was a good thing. Judging by Brady's answer, it's pretty clear he does not think it is a good thing. Now, if you see a whole bunch of teams at two and two, you're talking about Tom Brady. This man is one like what? 75, 78 percent of his games throughout his whole entire NFL career. Yeah, he's not going to like that. He actually does like winning. But he says this quote, I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. Brady told reporters, I watch a lot of bad football, poor quality of football. That's what I see. Now, you guys know that this man loves to watch film. He watched tape. He watches, um, of course, you know, he watches the Buccaneers. That offense has been trash so far. Absolute trash. Uh, the defense does look pretty good here through the uh, first uh, four weeks of the season, even though they actually gave up 41 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. But it goes on here. Brady's Bucks also two and two. Were not spared any criticism from their quarterback. Quote, we can look at the film and understand why Brady said. You turn the ball over, you get behind, you don't play well on third down, you don't score points in the red red area. It's all the same stuff, stuff you got to work on. So, like I said, he is not beyond criticism. Brady didn't allow uh, the massive uh, teams grouped in the middle. Could be a good thing for the fans. Quote, that's why everyone tunes in to watch football every week, Brady said, because you never know. What you're going to get. Now, I will say one thing. My Dallas Cowboys actually three and one on the season. Nobody probably actually saw that coming uh, with Cooper Rush at the uh, QB position. They won three straight games without that Prescott. Now, if we go over here, guys, you will actually see here in the AFC uh, Miami and Buffalo three and one. But the AFC North North here, Cleveland. Two and two, Cincinnati two and two, 
And Joe Burrow, we'll look at his stats, man. He's thrown uh, quite a few pits. Baltimore, two and two. Jacksonville is leading the South at two and two. Tennessee, two and two. Indy, two and two. Uh, Kansas City, three and one. And uh, the Chargers, two and two. Now, the NFC here. You're looking at uh, Philly, 4-0, Dallas, 3-1. The Giants are 3-1. That just kind of surprised me right there. But anyway, uh, Minnesota, 3-1, Green Bay, 3-1. But Tampa Bay leading at 2-2, Atlanta, 2-2, San Francisco, 2-2, Rams, 2-2, Cardinals, 2-2, Seahawks, 2-2. I mean, there's a bunch of just mediocrity through the first uh, four weeks of the season. But look look at the QB play. Now, I'm bringing up QBs because QBs, you know, that's the glamour position right there. And teams usually go as their QBs go. Now, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson actually did play last night. So they actually are leading the league in passing yards. Matt Ryan at one, uh, Russell Wilson at two for now. But look at this. Matt Ryan, five TDs and seven interceptions. Russell Wilson, four touchdowns, three pits. That's pretty bad right there. That is really, really bad right there. Now, also here, if you look down here, who is this? Joe Burrow. Eight touchdowns, four interceptions already. He already has four interceptions. Derek Carr, six TDs, four pits. I mean, 83 QB rating. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a 91 QB rating. I mean, that's not great QB ratings, you know, in this day and age. Back in, um, you know, the 90s, those would have actually been pretty good QB ratings. I mean, my goodness, man. Geno Smith has a 108 QB rating. He's actually played uh, pretty well so far. Matthew Stafford. This man won the Super Bowl. Four touchdowns, six interceptions. That is pretty bad right there. Uh, Jameis Winston back to throwing uh, pits, but uh, against uh, Tampa Bay, he, he actually threw four interceptions and he has uh, four touchdowns and five pits on the season. I mean, these QB ratings are not um, what we have actually come to uh, to see. It's it's not really been good, guys. So does Tom Brady actually have a point here that um, there's a lot of bad football in the NFL this season so far? Yeah, it's not good, man. That that game last night was uh, pretty much unwatchable. I mean, the fans were booing Russell Wilson and the uh, Broncos. Fans were actually leaving uh, before the game was over. I mean, it was just that bad. It was terrible. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.